we go there? Can we go women in the church? Yeah. Where do um, you stand on this? <laughs> oh, oh, what? I was going to go there and then you flipped it on me. E, e. Um, <laughs> wait, do you have a specific question? Women should come to the church. That's what I think. Should come to church. Yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> No, no, no. Women, please, please come to church. Uh, no, I think my question is more of uh, like women in leadership and oh. um, where you come from from that. Because I, I have a particular background in it and I'm not sure what I think fully hmm. anymore. Yeah. Oh, boy. But I'm curious, <laughs> as a man that is married to a woman and has a daughter, fresh out the oven. Yeah. Well, sort of. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I think first off, I think there's a lot of like what you've already been saying of the water is wet and not realizing the, the, um, maybe the highway that I was on as a man, yeah. the potential that I could have had in, within ministry. And, um, yeah, so I do think there's been for sure, like a ton of barriers. Mm. outright barriers you are not allowed here or to be in this role um and then probably still now like yeah unconscious like ah like should yeah. you be but so but then um the bible doesn't necessarily make this super easy um yeah, yeah so i i guess i remember my pastor back in oregon saying mm. something along the lines of I believe a woman can do anything in the church that a man can do um, except for head pastoring that church. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where he drew the line. Um, so that's things like, I don't know, serving in some sort of way, getting up in front of people, even, even potentially like preaching. Um, mm -hmm. But just like the one who's responsible for that church. Yeah. I guess he, he said that um, shouldn't be a woman. Yeah. I don't know. And that just feels dirty coming out of my mouth. I'm just mm -hmm. like, Bleh. yeah. But as I look in the Bible, I see I see a gendered world mm -hmm. right from the beginning. God made a male and female. He made us have different experiences. So this isn't necessarily like there, this. So what we do with the navigators with like Bible study, we go like observation, then interpretation. You go yep. too quickly to interpretation, then you're like missing a whole lot of things. So just simple observations like, okay, he made it. He's got this section where he's like, okay, male and female is how I've made him. Um, and then as I observe the world, he's given us different experiences. Mm. And I don't really know what to do with these things, but like mm. even pregnancy, like it's so vastly different. Like, why mm. can't we like share the baby? You take half, I'll take half. Um, you take the first three months and then I'll take the rest. Yeah. <laughs> you have the morning sickness and I'll take the rest. Yeah. Well, yikes. With what Brianna went through with actually giving birth, I was oh, like, no. geez, I will take the first half. I'll take the first Aww. half. Um, but yeah, like, why couldn't we osmose, like, I, and then I osmosis the baby into your tummy. Um, why, why, why can I not breastfeed God? Yeah. The heck? Yeah. Why does Brianna have to go through that, um, that feeling of you're the, you're the provider of the mm -hmm. food and um, and baby's not eating well and yeah. you're getting frustrated, but you're like the one that needs to figure it out. Like I, I just can encourage on the side and, um, why did God 
why did God make me have an easier ability to pack mm-hmm. on muscle? Like just my gen- genetic makeup on average, there's plenty of women that are much stronger than me. Um, <laughs> but me to Brianna, like, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just more powerful. I have more ability mm. for good and for harm. Um, but so it's like, why, why did you yeah. do this God? And so I don't know if I have a bunch of answers, but I think there's, there is a path there then mm. of gendered world and difference of experiences, difference of genetic makeup and strengths and weaknesses could create um, roles for our flourishing. I think that's mm. how I could get there. Yeah. Um, but then I have a whole bunch of 21st century sensibility. Um, and to be honest, uh, um, men of my age and and everyone younger has been seeped in this narrative of men have done a lot of bad. Men have done a lot of evil. Mm. Um, so it's been hard to know what is the redeeming aspect of mm. man. Mm. Yeah. I've mostly just heard like white and male are just like bywords. Those are like mm. the, those are the yucky things. Oh, yeah. and then a white male showed up and you're like, well, now this story's ruined. Now <laughs> no one wants to hear this. Um, yeah. But yeah. And so trying to figure out, okay, well, so then what's, what's the beauty then? It yeah. is their beauty in how yep. God created things. Um, and so then, and then we get to the place of what do, then does that mean for marriages Mm. and relationships between men and women and friendships and and then we move into organizations and groups and yeah and I don't know it's totally such a cop-out answer but like um I don't think it's a cop-out answer to say that you don't know like I think it's only a cop-out if you're like I don't know and I don't really care and (laughs) I'm not going to look into it then I'd be like Yeah. yeah that's that's not great but if you're like I don't know and I'm still learning about it. Then I'm like, cool. That's, that's awesome. Like, cause there's, there's a lot of things with this that I'm also learning too. Cause I mean, yeah, I think it's hard as a white man, maybe at least what I'm hearing to figure out like, okay, you've, you know, that white men have done a lot of damage in history, but then as you are one, what do you do with that? Yeah. How do I operate in that without getting somewhat crippled by that shame of like, mm. I have so much to atone for. Mm. I have this stupid cowlick that makes my hair like this when I get up in the morning. I have to I was going to talk that. to you about your cowlick. I'm really <laughs> glad that you talked that. No, why is my hair like that? It's nice. But but then it's like, wow, gosh, but other people don't have that. Anyway, mm-hmm. the silly yeah. example, but like, um, yeah. So it, it's that question of like, how do we atone for the sins of the past and live in confidence in the present. I don't really know. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's tricky. No, it's good to hear your perspective on it. Because um, I think it carries a different flavor of like, well, I didn't do it. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't carry all these things. But also to know that you're like, well, I know that I've had benefit from it. And it's like a dangerous and and for a lot of people, there's trauma with it of like a white man saying you can't do X, Y, Z. Um, I'm being conscious of it as opposed to I have all the answers, which is the problem, right? Of saying like, oh, I have all the answers. I know exactly how God's kingdom is supposed to be set up because I am X, Y, Z. It would be a problem if it was 
only women as well. Hmm. I mean, a lot of people are afraid of the word feminist, but if we break down that word, that like it's a lot of words are quite triggering, right? Like complementarianism or mm-hmm. roles, or it's like the, our generation doesn't like the word moist. But also people don't like the word gender roles or submission. Like I find myself getting like bristly when I hear the word submission because it was used in such a horrible way as like a weaponizing word, as Mm. opposed to the beautiful thing that it can be, which is a woman being submitted to a man who is submitted to Christ. Like I trust a man so much more if I see that he is submitted to Christ and he loves his wife and he's willing to lay down his life People just say half of the verse. Hmm. Hmm. And there's a big culture as well, even for like women too, of we're able to do anything we want to. We have all the power. We're as strong as men. We can do anything that a man Hmm. can do. And then what feels like controlling when someone says, yes, but there's a role for women in the church and there's a role for men, especially when it gets narrowed down to only in marriage of when people say, Oh, like the the role of the woman is to submit to the man. And you're like, yeah, but now you, you're not talking about the people in the church who don't fall under that category, like for hmm. children with their parents or for women who are widowed or divorced or um, someone that is uh, has homosexual like attraction. Hmm. And it's very it doesn't talk about all of the people and the instances that we have in the kingdom of God that are in the church. And it's a good example. And marriage is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Hmm. I love it. One day I hope to be in it. You know, it's just that it's um, when it's reduced down to it is X, Y, and Z, and it's simple. And it's, that's that's what God's word says. Yes, it's what God's word says, but there's also a little bit more to it. Like, what is it that we all give up to live a more Christ-like life? Hmm. And all of hmm. us give something up, like Casey was talking about in the last podcast about hmm. like being polyamorous. It's a sacrifice to only mm. have one partner, mm. especially like in Western culture or even in Amsterdam. Like, you just have as many partners as you want to. Don't be committed. It's very countercultural mm-hmm. to say this is the role of the church or the people in the church of like when you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship with one woman and you don't mm. uh, all these things, like, or to be in a relationship and a man and a woman. So, I think being conscious of people's mm. triggers or the ways that it's been harmful to what god is saying which is love god love other people and then also still going with truth but understanding that the truth has been used as a weaponizing feature for a while too Mm. um yeah Hmm. so like wives be submissive to your husbands that's a triggering word for a lot of people because that sometimes maybe that person walked through an abusive marriage or saw their mother get abused or whatever or was abused by their father and that was the justification for it is you need to be submissive to me Hmm. so it takes Hmm. a lot of time for that person to get back to a point where they're like actually i can trust men again because i've heard this only used as a way to not edify and glorify the way to put me into a corner Hmm. so Hmm. i think that sometimes with uh, the conversation of egalitarianism and complementarianism and when people say oh, i'm a feminist or i am egalitarian or complementarian there are immediately things that people think and it's based off of a your experience and how the truth or the words have been used against you so 
That's why I'm very conscious when I have a conversation with someone. I don't go, I'm complementarian or I'm egalitarian or I'm a mm-hmm. feminist because I know mm-hmm. everyone's had a completely different experience of those words mm-hmm. and the people who have borne that flag. And just the same way as you've had experience when people say, well, you're a white privileged man and like basically make it seem like there's nothing you can do to fix this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do to walk into it as opposed to you are this and also we're called to this. Like we all have our sin tendencies and things that we need to walk into and learn and grow from. Hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. in a nutshell, no, <laughs> a little bit of good. how I approach it. Cause yeah, I'm also still exploring like what is the role of women in church? Yeah. Yeah. I want to pause and um, just give a couple definitions to complementarianism and egalitarianism for people who aren't in the Christian narrative. Yeah. Um, because I was just thinking, um, also not sold out on this lingo, but I want people to look at our marriage and think we're egalitarianism because I'm working in my role so well that I really mm-hmm. am certain, like I am laying down my life for Brianna and propelling her, uh, listening to her voice, like that she has, like that we run this together. But at yeah. the end of the day, the responsibility for how this is going, I know is on my shoulders, but that yeah. doesn't mean I get to lord it. I just know that, like, I am, I'm, I'm the one responsible. So as people look in, I want them to see like, this is an equal partnership in how they're parenting. Yeah. Um, but then my own sin is in there too. My own uh, wounds of, mm. I, I think, um, in America that people talk about like a guilt innocence society, but I, I know a shame version of the gospel like yeah the gospel spoke to my shame and so mm-hmm. um in so many different ways but i have I'm, I'm the middle child of five boys and so it's really easy to um let my voice go down in order to keep the peace and propel other voices yeah. Yeah. brianna was an only child she had to fight it was she was raised by her dad her mom yeah wasn't in the picture so she had to fight for her voice to be heard yeah. so you can kind of already see how a power dynamic could be occurring yeah. in a relationship where brianna's natural inclination is to keep going in order for her side to be heard yeah. and my natural inclination is to shut down in the face mm-hmm. of opposition in order to keep harmony yeah, yeah and yeah. so god knows that about me and so he's what he's working on is for me to exactly what you were already saying to not. So I bottle and then I explode. Mm, yeah. And so he's teaching me how to respond, not react. Mm, and my yeah. reactions is either freezing or trying to run away or yeah. um, shutting down. And he's, and he's teaching me. And I think this is like godly manhood, but to actually um, be able to articulate my feelings or my hurt or my vulnerabilities mm. or how I see things um, in a way that's gracious, but is firm and doesn't self-deprecate in the process and, yeah. um, and, and to still hear Brianna. So um, yeah, it's just even interesting in our own marriage, I could easily and often do abdicate um, because I don't care or because I don't mm. have an opinion, or because I'm scared, or because Brianna is far better at this decision process than me, uh, yeah. or because it takes way too much energy. Things like us praying together, I know that Brianna really values it when 
when I lead out in that and say, Hey, yeah. like, let's, let's make praying before we go to bed a, a thing that we, that we do. Um, yeah. So hey, it's so messy, but like, I know that that role is not for my, is not for my lording ability. It's for God to yeah. call something out of me that has been twisted and to keep mm. pushing me away from passivity um, and into servant leadership. And we're obviously jumping in knee deep to uh, some of the controversies that can exist within Christianity. And it's a fascinating, it's always, a, it's a hard conversation. It's fascinating and it's a good mm. one. Um, so yeah, for you non-believing, non-Christian uh, people who have no idea what we're talking about audience. Um, definitely look it up. It's interesting. And, and I had mentioned this already, but the Bible, which is our standard for what we look for, for truth. Um, it kind of leaves room for, from two different types of interpretation. Um, complementarianism talks about, uh, gender roles, a little bit of what I was describing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the implications of it are, uh, men, can only it can only be men for certain leadership positions um and and it has implications for yeah marriages as well um and then egalitarian is more that they're that they're equal and both would say that they're equal but uh egalitarians would say that there is um no difference between uh, abilities and even within the church positions that they can they can hold um so that'd be more like yeah it's okay for a woman to be a pastor pastor. like if you have the ability to speak and teach then you can lead yeah yeah which even on that ideal i so even within the navigators i've been in some you know different ministries but one of the things i appreciate about here out here in curtis and um you know he he has no qualm with anyone teaching and i kind of see that too like the navigators we're like a bunch of peers we're a bunch of students or or people in our 20s young professionals or whatever Mm so when we're teaching, it's not necessarily from like a pastoral side of standpoint, but more of like a taking apart the scripture together. And so in that realm, I really have no problem. Um, yeah. But then, and this is the thing that I'm totally still trying to figure out, like, what does it mean to be a pastor uh, or yeah, in that leadership role? Um, but I think I'm totally fine with, yeah, like a woman teaching. And I, I actually am eager to hear their perspective is kind of like what we had previously talked about like someone who has a different lens on the world i want to hear their perspective i want to hear their insights especially if they're passionate about teaching and about god's word and like yeah. i want to hear from that person so for me for me it's like i don't get too caught up in like roles because mm-hmm. i'm just eager to hear from the person who's the best uh to deliver whatever it is yeah. um you don't want me cooking because you're not going to get the best meal. Brianna's an amazing cook. <laughs> she should be the one cooking. So in that sense, I do kind of go more towards like, where are our natural strengths and can we live into those? Yeah. But then it's that that realm of responsibility that I'm also trying to figure out fully of like, so how does that work? Um, mm. For whatever reason, the language seems to suggest that Brianna is responsible for how she responds to me, whether I'm a good husband or not. And I'm responsible to God for how I am as a husband. And yep. for me, as the man, as I read that, and you had already mentioned Ephesians 5, which is kind of the main thesis of all of this. But yeah, I, I see a majority of that passage directed towards men and how we're to be as husbands. And it's like a high calling. 
calls me to lay down my life and um love her as my i love my own body which sometimes feels weird because i'm like what does that mean but um (laughs) it's not looking for a weak-willed man it's a a man with a backbone (laughs) yeah and and when brianna and i are at our finest it's when we both feel the freedom to fully voice what we have to say yet Mm -hmm. we're we're mutually submitting to each other which is also ultimately the the starting point of ephesians 5 like it talks about submit to one another um on a whole so yeah, I just feel like we need to kind of keep propelling the fact that Christianity is all about submission. Um, and these are different mm. ways that it happens. So I'm submitting in the way that I'm a servant leader um, to Brianna. And if I do that well enough, her following my lead should mm. not be a cumbersome thing. Now you can make each other's job a little bit easier. And that's the same as well in like submitting to authority, like submitting to the authority of the church or submitting to authority in like even lockdown regulations that are happening Mm. in the Netherlands. Like there's a lot of submitting language that's like, they're not absolved the responsibility of hearing my voice, even while I submit. Mm. Mm. So let's say the government or whoever makes a decision that impacts the rest of the, let's say it's church leadership. We'll make that a little bit simpler. Mm. Ah, Church leadership. Simple. Um, (laughs) So, let's say it's church leadership and they make a decision that negatively impacts part of the congregation and marginalizes them and does not edify them in a way. And then that's not called out and they don't take authorship or like ownership of the impact of their decisions. It's easier to be submitted to somebody who, you know, is trying to walk in the way that is honoring to you, but it's, it's when it's, somebody does something that is against you Hmm. or is not in like encouraging or edifying of you that it's hard to submit because Hmm. then it feels like it's stupid. Like, why am Mm -hmm. I, why am I submitting to this person or this authority that doesn't have my best in mind? And a lot of that is giving it to God, but not also like, it's, it's not just, well, you know, they meant the best and, uh, Hmm. you know, just Hmm. move on with my life. Hmm. You still call, and say, hey, that wasn't helpful. Hmm. And it's now between them and God for how they respond to being yeah. called yeah. and still trusting that God is doing the work in them and in the church hmm. uh, to edify and to sanctify uh, and to grow and that there will be sin as well. But I trust that the God that is feeding into the church and the church authority is also going to remain consistent with them and consistent with me. Hmm. Um, and submitting in that it's such a weird dynamic because it's so not something that let's say traditional like worldview right now western view is like if the authorities don't do what's good for you then you need to live your own life mm-hmm. and it's yeah. so countercultural, and it feels very archaic like if i say that if saying i'm submitting to the authority of so-and-so whatever mm-hmm. there's a lot of women that are also like wow you're drinking the misogynist kool-aid mm-hmm. um but if I'm submitting to the God who made us all and trying to work that out through him and not just saying I'm submitting to a man because he's a man for the sake of that, it's, it has a different flavor. Yeah. I trust God a lot more than I trust my fellow man, but I also know that God has uh, a redeeming work he's doing in men too. Yeah. I need them just as much as I need the women in my life, but I also mm. need to also repent and to have open conversations. I think that's something that I grow into a lot is – I 
can tend to be more like you where you were saying like okay there's like that flight like like let's let harmonization be the thing like let's mm. not call things out and i have tended to want to run away from situations that are harmful or hurtful to me mm. instead of giving the chance of like hey that thing you did or this thing was wrong and we need to reconcile this so like moving into reconciliation that is hard work because it means yeah. sitting there and potentially being hurt again um not into like continuing to stay in abuse but you know, giving the opportunity of like, we can reconcile this relationship because I think that's also spiritual warfare that happens too mm. of there's brokenness in our relationship with God, but there's also brokenness between men and women. And when we start to say women or men are better, that feeds into this rift that frankly, Satan wants to make that stronger to mm. make that rift even bigger. And it's very countercultural to say, I need you and you need me. Well, not go say, into one way or the other. And one of the most loving things that you could do, it, you know, this is for both you and I as yeah. potential avoiders, but um, is to say that, is to say, yeah. hey, this is not right. How this went down or the message that happened or the fact that there's not much representation in, in leadership or in the decision from this point of view, no. that's actually the loving thing. Yeah, so it's like those in leadership and those who are um, within uh, the group or whatever, like yeah. uh, the leadership needs to have that humble heart to say, we might be getting things wrong and to actively yeah. seek out how is this impacting all the different people within our, our congregation, men, women, minorities, majority, whoever yeah. it might be. Um, but as a leader, and I really feel this, like it's so easy to just be crippled by all the ways that I can mess up. Um, and, and so I really need to know that my congregation which i don't really have that but i just use it for the sake of because i like i am in, in leadership and i'm leading a little mm -hmm. gaggle of students and i need to know that i need to trust that they will say something to help me see my blind spots yeah um yeah yeah so that yeah it's such a hard balance and that's why you know ultimately i started off like i'm a christian who's trying to figure out my blind spots because i know they're there mm. and the shame of my childhood is like uh you will never know your blind spots. There's parts about you, Scott, mm -hmm. that will never be fixed. And that's so crippling. But, to, yeah. but then to step into um, uh, yeah, just the trust in the body of other believers that they will lovingly let me know. And so yeah. I don't need to apologize for everything. Uh, let somebody come to me and say, hey, Scott, this moment. And I'm like, thank you for your specificity. Yeah. Specificity. I can't say <laughs> specific. Yeah. Wow. English is my, my second language. Sarcasm <laughs> and awkwardness is my first. <laughs> that's great. No, I think that's a, a good way to summarize uh, kind of like it's a thing and we need to keep walking into it and we won't mm -hmm. solve it in the hour and a half or so that we have on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm encouraged hearing your side as well and like also hearing other men in my life have redeemed a lot of like past experiences that I've mm. had where I felt betrayed or like it's not safe. And uh, the fact mm. that Christ is the safe space, but it doesn't mean that safe means I don't have responsibility in this as well um, to make much of Christ and also to, <laughs> to make, to be honoring to the men in my life um, mm. Mm. and vice versa. Wow. Cool. This is awesome. I, I, uh, 
I'm really encouraged just because I feel like, like you're just saying right now, like I actually really gained a lot from your perspective. And I feel like we, I, I feel respected by you. Like, I just feel like I'm, I'm heard and understood and hopefully you feel the same. I feel like there's yeah. movement towards, um, yeah, like we broached some uncomfortable topics. It's <laughs> so, yeah. so good. But, but then more to, more to do. Like, I just feel like, oh, we just scratched the surface. Um, yeah. So, uh, the end of every episode, we ask our guest uh, if you were to to have one final message for um, the world, what would it be? Although, Hadil, I'm curious with yours, mm. if you had one final message for Christians, um, but then also like for non-Christians revolving yep. around these things, like what what would you leave us with? Yeah, I think first I'll speak to um, Christians. Hello, my fellow followers of Jesus. We are a bunch of mess ups that are saved by grace alone. That's it. Um, I think I would encourage that we make sure we stay curious and understanding other perspectives, not watering down the truth, but making sure we're consciously uh, digesting content or listening to voices that are not like us in order to love our cities, our friends, our families in a better way. And it's going to be super uncomfortable. Get mm. comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. And it doesn't mean that you don't have value if you didn't know that thing. If you didn't know about racism within the church or the history or whatever, just learn about it. There's so many people who have graciously gone through and given a lot of great resources um, on racism on gender roles on the conflicts within the church like let's let's talk about these things and lean into it and not shy away from it because it doesn't sound like it's like quote unquote deep bible study i think it's very helpful and loving to our world to understand those things and to say jesus redeems these things as well but also be able to go into the specifics so i would say stay curious and lean into things that maybe don't sound like christianese actually maybe Try to lean into some, some oh, try to lean into some stuff. <laughs> Words are failing me. Try to lean into some things that are new or uncomfortable for you that you have a knee-jerk reaction to. And you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about gender roles. Oh, why? Let's hmm. just curious. Just lean into that. Hmm. And have conversations with some people that are safe people. And then you can expand that as you learn more and as you uh, go through it. But uh, honestly, submitting a lot of that, it's reading, learning, understanding, talking with people, but a lot is submit it to Christ, ask for the Holy Spirit to speak into it, and do not shy away from the hard conversations. I think they'll do you so much good. They do me so much good. Um, I really value my friends that lovingly call me out. I, mm. I love that, but also I hate it at the same yeah. time. So yeah. it's a beautiful yet horrible thing at the same yeah. time. So yeah, that was, that was what I ask other followers of Jesus, like be conscious of what you consume, make sure you're hearing from the full color palette of God's kingdom, hmm. whether that's race or whether that is just different thoughts and opinions. Hmm. Um, and for those people who are not sold on this Jesus thing, that makes a lot of sense. The church, we haven't done a great job of always representing that, hmm. but there is a beauty in the fact that because we are broken and we still call and point to the, to the truth, to the one that is author of your life as well, there's still something to be learned. So I would say engage in curious questions. And when you see things or just bounce ideas off of Christians, 
it's your job to making us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's your job to ask the curious questions too. Don't be afraid of asking things or sharing your experience. That That is something that we need yeah. and you need as well. Like, um, it, will it all be solved in this lifetime? No, mm-hmm. but it will be so good to have real conversation instead of just surface level, like, oh, I'm a Christian. I go to church on Sunday. It's like, oh, that's mm. cool. Mm. Like, yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Those who, who aren't Christian don't want to be Christian. Your questions, you, you actually are very helpful to get us out of our bubble. And it's exactly what this, uh, this podcast is about. And uh, you can follow Hadil on real with Hadil, her own podcast, where she's keeping it real, having these kind of conversations. Um, And wow, Hadil, thank you so much for- Thank you. I really enjoyed today. Yeah, sharing your thoughts. Um, And uh, let us know what you think, listeners. We really want to start to build dialogue, uh, exactly what we're talking about here. Um, We're going to be using Facebook and Instagram as a place to get comments or uh, yeah, feedback. Would love to hear from you. Um, could reach out to Hadil. She'd love to hear from you. And uh, for all you out there, you've been listening to Between Two Worlds, a podcast about belief, unbelief, and everything in between. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.